Welcome to Small Steps, a podcast for growing up grown-ups. These small steps will be simple, doable, and practical to help you relate to your young child in a healthy way as each of you grows. So hang around for some encouragement as you raise up your little one. I'm Nanette Johnson, minister to preschoolers and their families at First Baptist Church Arlington. This is episode three of the Small Steps podcast. Do you wear a digital or an analog watch? Do you have a running to-do list ready to check off? Or do you have alarms set on your phone? Are you logging something in an app all of the time? Time is an interesting thing. It never changes. It is the same every single day. But yet, the seconds just keep passing by. We never feel we have enough time. I was given new insight about time when someone made the comment that time isn't passing us by. We are the ones passing through time. Are we enjoying ourselves as we pass by the TikToks of the clock? Or are we too rushed? In this consumer world we live in, there are a lot of suggestions on time management. So let's pause here for a few minutes and focus in on your time with your children. Depending on your situation, if you have a newborn and are home all day, you may feel like the nights will never end because the baby doesn't sleep or these days are eternal because you clean up spilled snacks and toys all day and you don't have grown-up conversations. Or... You could have the very opposite situation. You have job responsibilities outside of the home, and so once you are home, the list of needs and to-dos take away all of the time, and then it's bedtime and the day starts over without any space to breathe. We've already said, time is a funny thing. Let's put this time subject on your child's level. They don't have a clue. They don't really have no concept of time. And look at them. They are flourishing and growing and happy and hopefully very content, just as God planned. They can't tell time, though. When parents walk into the lobby of our preschool building and the first thing they say is, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry, we're late again, my response is always, We have no idea what time it is down here. (laughs) There isn't a clock within eyesight because we can't tell time here. So actually, you're right on time. That's just a reassurance and a reminder. Our children really have no clue. Often our children associate time with place and a space. So Sunday is church day. Monday is school day. When we talk about tomorrow with our children, we are usually talking about the experience that will happen or the place we will go. So if they have language, your child may say, what's tomorrow? They aren't tracking a particular day or time. They are asking about the experience. When our three-year-old granddaughter is trying to figure out when something is happening and she knows it will be happening sometime in the future, She will ask, what's tomorrow? And if the answer doesn't include the event she was hoping for, she will say, no, but what's tomorrow again? 
That's her way of asking about the next day and the next day after that. She is marking the calendar by tracking events in a certain order. When we stop to break this down, our children are usually much more concerned about or focused on the experiences and places with their people than they are about what time it is. That is a really good reminder for us as adults. Are we more concerned about the clock rather than connecting with our people? I know the little ones aren't responsible for all the things on the to-do list you are, but what on the to-do list isn't necessary? What is stealing time from your family? We do have control over what we add to the calendar, what activities we say yes to. Too many events going on can become more harmful than good, even though they are probably all good things for the health of the family. You really don't need to do it all right now. Overscheduling family life can honestly become a habit. When we think the children need more to do, it may be just the opposite. The busier we train our children to be, the less content they become. I'm going to say it one more time. (laughs) The busier we train our children to be, the less content they become. Staying on the go overstimulates their body and clutters their mind. It can bring more anxiety and less enjoyment. Without quiet, still time, they have no space for reflecting on what happened through the day. There may have been consequences from an action that they didn't learn because life is too full. They also may be missing the opportunity to learn how to make decisions because the calendar has already decided for them. Filling up their childhood with activities may be actually erasing their childhood. That sounds a little harsh, but playing outside, exploring on their own, and space to make up their own games may be more relaxing and more enjoyable for all of you. When the calendar has some space to just be... You can learn to move at a slower pace, which isn't a bad thing. Your child certainly doesn't have to learn to move slow. (laughs) We do as adults. We say it around here like, honor their slow, meaning don't rush the growth The day or the moment, soak in the stops along the sidewalk to find the ladybug. Play in a few more puddles just because, or climb on the rocks off of the path, even though it isn't the shortest way. Honor their slow. Breathe a little deeper and just be as your child is learning and growing and experiencing life. Find the awe and the wonder with them. When we rush young children, they may lose their sense of security, and everyone loses their joy. As you schedule the day, allow time enough to get from one place to the next with time to dawdle. I follow Parent Q on Instagram, 
And I saw a quote by Gretchen Rubin who says, schedule time to be unscheduled. And side note, if you don't follow Parent Q on Instagram, you should. We know expectations play a huge part in this life. And so as parents, we want to be careful about expecting our young child to follow a timeline of any kind. They just won't. However, they can follow directions. So instead of giving instructions or directions within a time frame, give a concrete direction of experience. Here's an example of what I mean. If you were going to say, we're leaving in five minutes, it may be more helpful to say, when the timer goes off, we will know it's time to get on our shoes so we can go. Do you see the difference? They were given a direction at a particular time, but you weren't telling the time. The timer that goes off is telling the time, and then they know to put on their shoes. Another way to do this is to use first and next statements, or first and then. So here's an example. First, we will finish our snack Then we will go outside and play. Giving the directions, dividing them into first and next statements or first and then statements helps your child focus and know the steps to take, and then that gives them the confidence to do so. In this process of first and next or first and then, They are learning about time. They're following directions in a timely manner, and that helps the family build healthy respect for one another. So how is your family passing through time? (laughs) Depending on the ages of your children, are there spaces in the family calendar that feel too crowded? Can you let something go in order to bring back some joy Events and opportunities can come in waves, so depending on the season, you may know you are in a busy season right now, and it's temporary. Other things you may need to push pause on and ask, is this really worth it right now, or can this wait until our children are older? Where do you feel rushed or anxious because life is just passing by too quickly, Do you need to adjust your expectations of time in general? Maybe your own wishes of always expecting the perfect experience, always making an event a big deal, always wanting to show up in just the particular way with all of the right supplies, maybe all those expectations really don't matter to anyone but you. So how can your own expectations be adjusted? Let's summarize with these four small steps. Step one, we know children have no understanding of time, so we can't expect them to follow a timeline. However, at the appropriate age, they can follow directions. Giving them directions by using first and then statements can help your child follow steps that build their confidence. Step two, be cautious about overscheduling your family life and rushing your little one. Keep these first five years of life as carefree as possible. 
space to grow, dawdle, and wonder will provide deep value for a healthy future. Step three, try removing some events for the sake of adding space to just be. What activities need to wait for a while? What is making life stressful? Where can some quiet be added to help relieve some tension and bring contentment? So practice being quiet together. No, seriously, (laughs) I'm not joking. Just lay on the floor. Take three deep breaths all together and just listen. You might actually hear the clock ticking as you lay there doing nothing. Step four, we celebrate. When you find spaces where life feels still, oh my goodness, celebrate that. Or when you realize you had no idea what time it was, celebrate that too. This might result in a few quiet sighs of peace. That too is a form of celebrating. I hope you feel encouraged to enjoy this time in the space you've made so you can focus on what matters most, your people. Thanks so much for joining me today. As you repeat these small steps consistently, you will learn more about your child's design and will be amazed by their growth. Their growth depends on your small steps as you too are growing up.